Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Welcome, everybody, to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about using forecasted trends in e-commerce in order to bring personalization to your brick-and-border presence. And in order to do that, we have none other than Justin Hunneman. How are you doing today, Justin? Hey, it's great Pleasure. to be here. Thank you for the invite. Uh, appreciate it. No, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. And just to give you a quick round for everybody that doesn't know Justin, he is the head of worldwide retail and consumer goods for GoToMarket and head of worldwide food and beverage for Amazon Web Services. So, uh, Justin, I know we want to get started and really talk about the topic at hand. But before we do that, right, I know when we say Amazon, it's like a thousand million businesses, right? All put into one, you know, <laughs> it's like an octopus. I always like to think about it like an octopus and I think it's genius and it's great, but how exactly does, does your department, does your team, what, what part and what role do you guys play when it comes to Amazon? So, so people can better understand. Yeah. So if you think of Amazon's, you know, mission or vision is to be Earth's most customer centric company, all of the different business under businesses underneath that line up to that idea of putting the customer at the center of a problem, a challenge, or an opportunity, right? So, yeah, you've got different lines of business that impact retail or consumer goods. Those are the areas that I really spend time in. Um, you might have a retailer or a consumer goods brand uh, working with Amazon.com, with Amazon Web Services, uh, with Amazon Advertising, Logistics, Distribution. I mean, the list goes on. And so if you think about all of those um, different companies underneath the Amazon umbrella as enabling innovation, that's the best way to think about it. And all of them are set up independently. So they all operate independently underneath the Amazon umbrella to drive customer value. Nice, 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 nice. And I know, uh, you know, since Amazon is an industry leader in so many things, right? As you very well mentioned, you, you guys are an innovator in almost every sector. Uh, how does your corner of the business, right, focus on the customer and helping those customers engage with their own customers, right? Because obviously the, the customer of the customer is your customer, yeah. right? Yeah, so I'd separate out the industries. So if you think about like consumer products, so you think of like a Coke, a Pepsi, a Mars, Kellogg's, Mark Anthony Group, Heineken, you know, those kinds of companies, you know, their customer is the retailer primarily. They also work mm -hmm. with distributors. And then their customer is you and I, right? The person that buys product um, off of a shelf or off an e-commerce website. So in, in the world of consumer products, you know, where we spend time is is helping our CPG customers with that development of product and then getting the product to retailers and then positioning it correctly in store for the consumer to find it or buy it. Same thing online, right? Through marketplaces. <clears throat> if you think about the retail side, it's, it's a little different, right? The retailer typically owns the end customer relationship. Um, so in terms of what we do with retailers, everything from kind of their enablement of technology and platforms and services and like in-store capabilities, and then also helping them better understand the end customer, right? So that they can better market and serve products to that customer, both in-store and online. And there's so much innovation happening right now in both industries. It's pretty exciting. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And talking about the innovation that's happening right now, what what do you think, right? What is your you and your team and everybody that you guys are working consistently with so many retailers and end-to-end consumers, right? What do you think is going to be the biggest innovation that's going to impact the market for 2023? That's okay. So um, in retail, the last couple of years have been all about supply chain, as you know. Um, and and it's been because there were shortages upstream, right? Um, many mm-hmm. uh, retailers struggled to get product on shelf. Um, they struggled to put right product right place for right store. Um, in the e-commerce world, many retailers built their e-commerce business separate from their traditional stores business. And so how do you manage across those two channels? Um, so you see more interest now in, in integrating those. So Bottom line, the last two years, while very focused on supply chain and and kind of getting by and making do and surviving, the the last 12 months or so, we've really seen a shift into new innovation. So in-store innovation. Um, around frictionless checkout, around immersive experiences, um, around engaging the customer, understanding them better. Like those conversations, especially like at NRF a couple of weeks ago in in New York, were Mm -hmm. front and center. Supply chain is still very important. It just kind of bumped down a little bit. And we saw a lot of new interest and innovation, um, not only in store, but online. And so that's where things like personalization and other types of immersive experiences come in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think the the customer engagement, right, has become so prevalent and so important. And I, do you think it, it comes off a trend from, from so much uh, social media playing such a big factor into how consumers are now spending their money and how they're engaging, right? You have so many ways that they're looking at social media and they're getting impacted and influenced, right? Into what to buy and what not to buy. And do you, do you think that's the reason why so many retailers out there are now focusing so much on that customer engagement and that customer relationship? So, uh- as, as most of the listeners, I'm sure, know, like CRM and one-to-one marketing and customer 360 has, is not a new idea, right? It's been around mm-hmm. for a number of years. What has changed are the technologies that underpin that. So first of all, cloud, but let's skip that for just a moment. Like these new customer data platforms or these technologies that allow you to better manage one-to-one data, you know, you don't necessarily have to use an agency anymore. You can do that in-house very easily and, and much very cost effective, right? Yeah, much more cost effective. Okay, so that's one piece of it. Now, the other thing you mentioned though was around social channels. And for example, many new um, startups in the product space, like the food and beverage startups and whatnot, are making their mark by winning influencers and selling on those in, those social channels and then growing through that, right? And so that's mm-hmm. where you see retail now saying, hey, what's our presence there? And then how do we sell on those channels and how do we fulfill? Because that's a whole nother thing is how do you take product and fulfill orders off of a, an e-commerce channel like Instagram or TikTok? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's, it's become a whole ordeal. And I, and I think before so many retailers thought, let's just have a presence, right? Just right. presence of the brand. <laughs> brand. It's really not a presence of the brand. It's a real sales channel. And I think it has become yeah. a very, very important sales channel in the past, you know, five, 10 years. Now everybody's comfortable buying online and not buying online, but buying online through Instagram, as you very well mentioned. So obviously with all of that comes the headaches of logistics and distribution, right? And now you have 20, if you have a thousand stores, brick and border, plus your e-commerce, plus now your, you know, uh, social media channels. So when it comes to all the logistics and distribution space, uh, what do you consider the most important method uh, when it comes to playing with Amazon, right? Because I know for a lot of our listeners, right, they're, they're very interested in Amazon. They think it's another sales channel, which it very well is. 
But how do you or what do you recommend for them to think from a logistics and distribution standpoint and how to better use Amazon for, for to yeah. leverage their success? Yeah, so many retailers have a store within the store on Amazon.com as an example. Um, mm -hmm. And then they they can leverage fulfillment by Amazon for their products, right? Or they could have a buy online and pick up in store option, which is very much an option when you have a store on amazon.com. Um, also though, when you have a relationship with Amazon, you can also new, use a new capability called buy with prime. So you can have your own e-commerce site, you know, your own branded e-commerce site. And at checkout, um, you can add the buy with prime button, which allows you to quickly oh, wow. log in. Yeah, log into your Amazon account and pay with the card that's on your file and your address, just like Amazon.com. And once the order is placed, Amazon can fulfill that order for you. So it's a new capability that just launched this year um, and handle returns and whatnot, right? So uh, now you've made the e-commerce experience on your own branded website better and more efficient mm -hmm. and, and less friction. Um, and you've also leveraged the capability of Amazon. We're known for supply chain excellence, you know, and so leverage Amazon for what we're best at. And then you have, you could still have your own branded web e-commerce e site. So there's new models like that, that I think can really help retailers accelerate and convert customers and drive new business. Um, that's just one example of how you might leverage something from Amazon, for example. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you say Prime, I'm obviously assuming, right, for customers that have that Prime membership. So not Correct. only will they have that on their own specific website, but you guys will fulfill that immediate gratification kind of methodology, right? Yeah. The customer is so accustomed. That's right. It's, it follows the Prime delivery windows, just like you might be used to when you're shopping on Amazon.com. Awesome. Awesome. That That's so interesting. I had no idea about that. Thanks so much for sharing. I'm sure everybody out there it finds that very, very. And in order to sign up for that, uh, they go through their through their Amazon shop that they already have listed, or is there a particular method that you recommend for them in order to learn more about yeah. that process? Yeah. If you go to buywithprime.amazon.com, you you can read all about um, how it works um, and how to how that button you works. Basically. Into your own e-commerce shop. Exactly. So, I mean, awesome. you, can, you can go all of the information, buywithprime.amazon.com as an example. Um, and then more fully, I mean, I think that as you're thinking about fulfillment and inventory practices and supply chain, for example, you know, we're taking the capabilities we've learned from being born from retail, right, and built for retailers and applying those to capabilities that are repeatable with customers, like forecasting, like our inventory solutions called AWS Supply Chain. So, like, I think you'll see more of that for our customers. Again, thinking about what the customer's needs and working backwards from their customer needs to develop solutions and capabilities. Nice, nice, nice. And I think another thing that I think everybody always struggles with, right, and, and I'm talking even big multi-billion dollar retailers, right, is really creating that balance between brick and border and e-commerce, right? You, you very well mentioned that a little while ago, that when it all started and when e-commerce really boomed out there and the consumer was comfortable buying online and feeling comfortable putting in their credit card information, uh, they, it almost got treated like its own separate entity, right? Not only its own right. store, but it, it almost like the e-commerce department was like a, its own company, you know? And now they're starting to really see the importance of trying to create a balance between that, right? And what do you think the, the struggle is the most? What, what do you think the gap needs to be filled in for, for, for there to be a balance really? 
So digitally native retailers don't have this problem. They started with products selling online. They have a marketplace. They may sell in other marketplaces, but they're just kind of one integrated business. Where you see the challenge is traditional retailers that launched an e-commerce business as its own separate business over there. (laughs) And I met with a retailer yesterday and we were having this very conversation. In fact, the the conversation was, we, the e-commerce team, want to talk to you about a lot of new capabilities. The the stores team is good that they want to do their own thing. It's like, wow, like <laughs> you're truly yeah. operating as two, two different divisions or companies within one company, right? Um, we're seeing a lot, the leaders in, in retail, though, think more holistically about the customer experience in-store and online, um, some of the barriers or, or the natural and not so natural uh, walls between those groups are coming down or have come down significantly, especially over the last year and a half to two years. And as you think about like you're truly customer obsessed, I mean, how can you only be customer obsessed in your online business, but not in-store, right? So you got to be thinking about how do you engage with customers across channels and how do you leverage some of the new tech out there to make the, a better experience? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I've been in Turnbull many, many years and it always, you know, put me in awe to see that every department kind of treated itself like its own business. And I'm like, it's all one revenue, you know, it's all one PL. It does, it's not multiple. But so when it comes to e-commerce, right, what what challenges and opportunities do you singularly see coming from that side of the business? So um I'll talk about opportunities. So especially again, back to NRF a couple of weeks ago, like the things that were top of mind for retailers. So personalization and what's different about personalization, again, nothing, it's not a new idea, but what is new is the engine or the analytics behind it that better recommend products, better show products that are sold together. Like that is why personalization is booming again. Um, Things like AR and VR are becoming real. Live streaming, like you can go look at the Amazon live stream site. It's super cool to see product being curated in real time, comments being made by buyers. You can buy immediately on .com. That's just Amazon site and plenty of others are doing live streaming, like huge Mm -hmm. boom. Um, Virtual stores, another big, big idea that's out there and becoming real. and then things like 3D images and new ways of showing product and being able to look at product online and through um, your, either your mobile phone or through um, a desktop or laptop. There's a lot of new um, innovation happening there, seeing a lot of interest in those spaces. So when you think about those all together, that covers both e-commerce as well as some in-store experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've also seen a lot of innovation uh, talking about supply chain, that personalization of so many engines out there in the market right now that are able to tell real time based on your address, right? Which is the best carrier for you to use for it from a consumer standpoint in order to get that product sooner and at a more cost effective method, but also for the retailer themselves, right? So that they're saving the most money when they're shipping those products out. So yeah, no, I think that's so exciting. And I know you, you've mentioned so many, so many things, but if you could pinpoint one thing that you think, you know, next six months, it's going to blow people's mind because it's really been going to be a game changer. Like put it in your business, make sure you have it, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'll just throw out a couple of buzzwords for those of you in retail that listen to this, like it's all immersive commerce, frictionless checkout, uh, retail media networks. I mean, everyone was talking about that. You're going to hear a lot more about that this year. It's That is very real. It's an additional revenue opportunity for the retailer. Um, okay, this whole chat GPT and AI topic is 
I think it's interesting to a lot of people and they don't know what to think of it or do with it. But so underneath all of that is kind of artificial intelligence. So like, how does that then apply to retail? Um, but those are a number of topics. And then I think you're also going to see continued interest in this whole customer 360 and um, CDPs, customer data platforms that will continue to evolve this year. We saw a huge spike in that interest last year. We'll continue to see that this year. Um, as, again, as the retailers are saying, hey, I want a better relationship with my customers. I want to create a better experience online in store. And then also now thinking back upstream, how do I curate products in the right way and sell different types of products in my store and online, right? So all of those solutions kind of enable that. Absolutely, absolutely. And and of course, you know, as we've been talking over and over again, connecting with people is so important for the success of any business, right? If you're selling goods or services, that is key and instrumental. Uh, what would you say, you know, is, is the key element in order to ensure for, for retailers or for entrepreneurs out there that listen to us, uh, to ensure they stay connected with our consumers, right? Because one thing is buying the right product, but another thing is staying connected, right? And, and getting that uh, feedback from your consumers, right? I feel a lot of retailers always miss out on that. Like they're not looking for the feedback. They're just hoping the buyers are doing a good job and getting the right product at the right time at the right place. Yeah, I, that's a great point. Um, you, where I see this done well is in individuals that are launching and small businesses launching new products on, through marketplaces. The ones that pay attention to reviews, especially early reviews, and then tweak their product or package or or the offering based on those reviews and then iterate are the ones that you see significant growth and upside. The ones that, you know, are not, they're just buying bulk and, and trying, you know, kind of, and then pushing that out to market without looking for feedback or um, input from the end customer or consumer struggle. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes too late, you've bought too much. You didn't listen. Markets dried up. People don't trust your brand. You got a lot of bad reviews. It's really tough, as you know, across marketplaces to overcome a large number of negative reviews. So those are things that you think about when um, when you think about um, building brand and market. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I think also there's a, a factor of like ego, right? From from maybe from the owner of right because. I think it's very difficult to read the reviews and take them as constructive criticism, which is really what it is, right? It's an opportunity for you to be better. But I think most uh, retailers, right, they take it very personal and very dear and hard, uh, you know, and sometimes they, they want to push back by saying, no, somebody else is going to like it. And you're just losing time, right? In my opinion, you are, you know. There's also tools and mechanisms, you know, we talked about social channels and, um, and followership on Instagram, and not only followership, but engagement. And, um, and I, oh, those, that's another way, of course, to stay in touch with your, I'd say your audience. And some of the big brands struggle with that, you know, and some of the smaller, more nimble brands don't, they're, they're, they're really good at it. So there is, um, I'd say there's a dichotomy in that between some of the large brands and small Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to ask you one last question. I always ask something simple from everybody we have, you know, but I want to know what piece of advice would you give to any retailer out there, right? Who's looking to innovate in 2023, right? Sure. Yeah, I'd love that. And first of all, it's one of the most exciting times that we've seen in retail. Um, there's, a, there's more disruption and there's more, I'd say, like highs and lows, but with that comes opportunity. And so use this time as an opportunity to try new capabilities, to, to break the model of what how things were done before. Don't revert back to the way things were before COVID. Like, come on, this is an opportunity to try, test and fail, 
do the proofs of concept, try new capabilities that are just weeks to, to test out, you know, value and whatnot. Um, I would encourage um, to lean into the innovation curve, especially now um, as we're kind of working through reopenings, um, inflation decreasing, you know, kind of this whole kind of weird part in the market right now is a great opportunity to, um, I'd say, lean into innovation and trial and learn um, and and then tell that story. People want to hear authentic stories. So I would say that's my coaching. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. I greatly, greatly appreciate it, Justin. It was so informative. And for everybody out there, we're going to have Justin information and his team's information. So if you think that, you know, Amazon can help you be better and get better and grow bigger, they absolutely can. I mean, we all know that. But uh, but thank you so much for your time, Justin. It was, it was great talking to you today. Thanks so much. It was great being here. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.